0: this week's edition of debriefing the law i am joel oster i am chris marone hey and chris this is going to be our first annual christmas special edition i kind of want to make this a annual thing because well christmas is annual uh and so i've always wanted to discuss the true meaning of christmas on a legal podcast, because Chris, I think those two are intrinsically intertwined, and so we're going to get to there on the true meaning of Christmas. And yes, it actually applies to the practice of law because the mm-hmm. legal system is 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 part and parcel to the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, and we we have a lot of good stuff to talk about. We have the Colorado Supreme Court is trying to throw our nation into a civil war, so. Thank you, Colorado. You first brought us Deion Sanders, and now you brought us this. I don't even know what's going on out there in this gray-stated Colorado. You got got the Rocky Mountains, and then it's like, we're just going to just ride this one out. We don't even care about anything else. So bring on the weed, bring on the whatever. So we're going to talk about what's going on in Colorado. uh, And then Nebraska is back, baby. We are back. Christmas. Oh,
1: my God. That's an insane grab I, that I'm, Nebraska got.
0: I have already uh, bought my tickets to next year's CFP. Nebraska is in it. Lock it up. And we're going to talk a little bit about why the great state of Nebraska now can. Hey, it's a, it's a new Christmas. You can cancel the rest of Christmas because we got we, we are back, baby. All right, but first, Chris. Oh, first of all, I, I got to. Uh, this this podcast is brought to you by the Comedian <laughs> of Law. Uh, we do CLEs that educate and entertain. It's the season to CLE right now. So if you need additional CLE hours because you are a procrastinator like the rest of us, well, yeah. check out our, our website and you can get some CLEs and don't have to bring a pillow to the occasion. So that's always a plus. Also, I want to just give a shout out. We are doing our first CLE cruise next year. We are going to the Mediterranean. We're going to go to to Athens, and we are going to teach CLE where the Socrates trial took place. I am so stoked about this. If you are looking to cruise, and I hear cruising is back. Chris, are you a cruiser?
1: I am a cruiser. Megan and I are super cruisers.
0: I I used to be a cruiser, and I love – I'm not sure I can ever cruise again because I cruised twice during the pandemic, and it was the absolute best experience ever. But now I hear the rest of the world has has caught back on to how great cruising is, and the ships are packed again. Well, hey, we have 50 spots reserved on this ship, and so if you want to take a cruise – Let's go over to uh, ancient Greece and let's study uh, the Socrates trial. Let's go over to Italy as well and Spain. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Chris, I assume you're a Seinfeld yeah. fan.
1: Absolutely.
0: So you know what this is. Christmas is here, and in honor of Festivus, it is time to air out air our, our grievances. grievances. And Chris, let's I, go. I have one grievance particular that I want to air out, and maybe you can um. Uh, if, you, if you have any, this is a safe space for you. Okay. I'm right. grateful. Here, here you go. Why is it that I, I go to church now? During the Christmas season, I cannot hear Christmas songs. I, I don't want to call out a, a particular church because I, I go to this church, but I I, I, I can't I, I can't help, help myself. I went there last week. This is like three weeks oh. before Christmas. Two Lord weeks Joel. before Christmas. Two weeks before. It's the week before the Christmas Eve service. You, you hear me now? I'm,
1: I'm here. No, look, Four right songs were year.
0: sung. My church tends to do 38 minutes, uh, 38 minutes of music every week. Wow. Somehow they can make four songs stretch out over 38 minutes. I have no idea how they do that. Uh, but insane. of those. Gift of the spirit, man.
1: Gift of the spirit.
0: Of that a half hour of music, how many of those songs do you think was devoted to Christmas?
1: I'm going to go with zero because
0: you're pretty angry about this. Exactly. If it had been one, I would have let it go. I would have been upset. It would have been a Facebook post. I would have moved on. Zero. How can you the week before the Christmas Eve service, you're in the middle of the Christmas season, the height of it, you go to bars, they're playing Christmas music. You go to the Target, Walmart, they're playing Christmas music. Supposedly, and I guess I know that we're going to get to this, the true meaning of the season is found at church, yet they're not playing any Christmas music. Chris, there you go. I had to get it off Um, my chest.
1: That would be your church, Joel. (laughs) We, in our congregation, have a very, very lively choir director and chorister. And we've been singing Christmas carols since, like, the day, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And why we not?
0: Sing, what, we sing why three not?
1: songs. We sing an opening hymn. We sing a rest hymn. Then we sing a closing hymn. And they've all been all. Well, actually, we sing four. We sing a sacrament hymn, but that's one's dedicated to the taking of the sacrament. So you can't make that really a Christmas song. But our three songs are all been, I mean, we did uh, Hark the Herald, Angel," Oh Little Town of Bethlehem, uh, we've done the some Three Wiseman's. We did Little Drummer Boy. Like we've we've done. I mean, they're not good. I need to put that out there. We're not good singers as a congregation. Hey, looking directly that, at our congregation right now.
0: That is not a criteria for singing loudly nope. in joyful the hour or a church.
1: That's right, joyful noise. Lift up your voice, man. Lift up your voice, and nah. it's been magical. And our Christmas program, obviously on Christmas Eve, is almost a full hour of music rather than um speakers so we're and there's like silent night on the guitar there's piano solos for oh holy night there's a quartet there's a group of kids singing all christmas
0: See, Chris, let's talk a little marketing, because I know churches let's are always concerned about trying to get people through the doors. And what is the best way to market to bring people through the doors? You would think the gospel mm-hmm. message might be enough, but whatever. Um, for some. And, and, and so you're always looking for marketing. And Christmas music is so lo- beloved and is so good that there actually is a debate that it should be done year around. That's how good, mm. and I know some people are against that okay. debate. But that's how good it is. There's actually argument, that, and I am one of them that would say yes, it should be played year round. But they I don't get with that. that. I get that that some people get tired of it, and so we're not going to start my household until after the Fourth of July celebration is over with. Because I think I that might that. be too early before Fourth of July. But. Clearly, I, mean, I think the rest of the world true. can get on board with after Thanksgiving, right? I mean, That is the standard time I, that I, everyone minimum. accepts that's when Christmas music can be played.
1: Well, I mean, I think we're accepting it earlier and earlier and earlier in the year, right? Like July is when Walmart and Target start putting up their <laughs> Christmas decorations. Exactly. So, I mean, Megan and I put up our Christmas lights the day after Halloween. And that's when we started listening to Christmas carols. And all that jazz. And
0: you guys have but, got it going. You, This is a great household. You guys are a model for the rest of us. Uh, maybe too late. A little bit should. late for me. I have to compromise with my wife. Marriage is all about compromise. Yeah. But- of course it is. Yeah, I, I say, why even take the decorations down? I mean, it's just... I'm down. I, the, when you, it makes me feel good.
1: When, I love seeing the bright lights. It makes me feel happy. First thing
0: in the morning, I go and I click on all of our lights, because I want to see the lights all day long. But I, I'm willing to compromise, and I get it, that at a church, I'm not going to expect Christmas songs to be played before the fourth, before um, uh, Thanksgiving. But after Thanksgiving, Fair. and this year, The first Sunday after Thanksgiving, did my church play Christmas music? No. Now, I thought, well, okay, maybe they realize this actually isn't an Advent Sunday because of the way the Sundays fall after Thanksgiving. You have five Sundays here, so technically it wasn't Advent. I say screw technically. It's after Thanksgiving play some Great. christmas music you have a full excuse here marketing 101 everyone loves christmas music do you want us to go to the bars Great. to listen to the christmas music or should we go to the churches where it supposedly is the reason where there
1: might be jesus i don't know <laughs> it
0: might be the reason for the season i don't know all right i am now off of that oh, uh that, that is my airing of grievances here and now it is time to move on
1: I'm, I'm happy we had this conversation.
0: All right. So actually, let's, let's go into the true meaning of the season. I, I mentioned to you yeah, that yeah, yeah. I believe that it's, it's intricately story. tied to the legal practice. And you might be curious as to why that is. Chris, I, I, I think I've covered a little bit of this in previous podcasts, but it really is a Christmas message. And so I thought I'm just going to repeat it now because it's our Christmas it. podcast. And I'm probably going to repeat Extreme it every answer. single Christmas from here on out.
1: So. You're that you're that dad, right? You're the dad that tells the same story at Christmas every single because year because
0: they are that good. All right, Chris. Mm-hmm. What what do you think? Who did Jesus reserve his harshest words for in the Bible? This is a little bit of a theology question wow. for you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know,
1: Sadducees and Pharisees.
0: Yes. Who were they?
1: Oh. I couldn't name them by name. They were
0: the lawyers of the day. They were the legal experts. (laughs) Jesus reserved his harshest words for
1: lawyers. Did -hmm. you realize that? Um Kind of, sort of, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, if you don't like that, take it up with Joel Osteen. Just remember Joel Osteen said that. Uh, no, I have no idea. It's oh, a, a bad joke, but it works every single time I give it. Every But no, time. Jesus reserved his harshest words for the lawyers, which means that mm-hmm. just like the rest of us, Jesus loved himself a really good lawyer joke. I have no idea how many lawyer jokes he told, Ooh. but I'm sure he told some of them back then in those days. I mean, yeah. I he was a funny guy.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh Jesus. Look, I believe in a very comical Jesus. I believe that the range of emotions that human have, Jesus has also experienced. So I am 1,000% sure that Jesus had some good off-the-cuff comments and had some great jokes.
0: Maybe they were called Pharisee jokes back in those days. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't lawyer jokes, but you still, you get the idea. They were prevalent. Maybe by the end of this podcast, we can come up with a good Pharisee joke. I don't know. Um, But uh, we've heard them all as lawyers. The best lawyer joke I heard was I was going to this church in Salina, Kansas uh, to do a bit, and um, some big old farmer came up to me. Big burly hands just grab my hands. And I thought my hand was gonna just die. I'm not a small dude, but this guy yeah. had farmer hands. And so he grabs my hand okay. says, Counselor, how many lawyers does it take to run a combine? Chris, I had no idea. I, I'm not a farmer. I hate I'm from Kansas. I got roots in Nebraska. I've seeing right. combines i jumped up and sat on them and then got right back off but i had no idea how many lawyers it took to run a combine so i said i, I don't know huh. he looked at me square in the eye and says it depends on how slowly you run them through i had no idea if i oh. should be scared to run from there he didn't i think it gave me a little bit of a smirk so i knew he was joking <laughs> but that probably was the best lawyer joke i had i had heard here's a, here's my point with this i believe the reason why uh, Jesus reserved his harshest words for lawyers is lawyers didn't get it, but they should have. In other words, the law has a reason. We have the law for a reason, and the law is good. And Jesus even pointed out that the law is good. The law serves a good purpose. Chris, I like the fact that when I go to an intersection, there are stoplights there that say, hey, if you're going this direction, stop, while the car is going the other direction, can't go right on through. Right. The law is meant right. for a good purpose. And Jesus even said that we have the law and the law serves a good purpose. But right. lawyers really understand that laws serve a higher purpose and that higher purpose is love. Jesus said these, you know, I believe it's Jesus said that there we have. Now, these three remain faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. Actually, that was in First Corinthians. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is First Corinthians. I'm assuming you said it at some point.
1: Fifteen five or something like
0: that. Uh thir- I'm going to go with thirteen. But chapter 13, we'll have chapter. Yep. I I could be wrong on that, but I memorized all of 1st and 2nd Corinthians back in my quizzing days. But... Right. We don't do that now. No. So my point here is that lawyers should understand that the law is good, but serves a higher purpose, and that is love. And oftentimes, we get it mixed up, and we use the law and think the laws is the highest purpose, when, uh, and, and Jesus, no, that you, you got it flipped. Uh, you, you, yeah. the law is good, but it re- re- really the, at the end of the day, love wins out. And, and so as I understand it, as a lawyer, uh, let's just take the law of the, the stoplights. Okay. So I had a friend of mine, uh, Kevin and he, and he was going to, uh, uh, is the middle of the night and his appendix was bursting. And so his wife was taking him to the hospital middle of the night. You got okay. this? He shows up at the intersection. There's a red light in the middle of the night. Okay, Chris. There's not a soul around. Has this ever happened to you? Where you you're there in the middle of the night? Absolutely, not a soul around. I know where this is going? Yes, and yes, and the light is red. So his wife just stays at the intersection. Kevin's like, dude, my appendix is bursting. I'm gonna uh, die here. Let's get to the hospital. Nope, the law right. is red. I don't break the law. Now, Chris, that law is a good law. I get it. It's a it's great law. But in that moment, was that law being used to serve the higher purpose? No. no. Your husband no, is no, no, dying no. of a burst of appendix. Right. Get him to the hospital. Either that or he has gas. Right. I don't know which one it actually ended up being. Well, <laughs> Could have been gas. <laughs> you get the point. there, that, And that's just uh, an easy example to prove it. It works all throughout the law. Sometimes yeah. the law can be perverted to bring upon real Evil and danger and hate in a given situation. I think Jesus, God, realized that. Now, again, I don't want to get too deep in theology here because I'm going to misspeak here about, well, did God always know? Did he change his plans? Yeah. What? But you get the idea. He realized that if he brought his son down here on earth to earth, it would demonstrate true love. And yes, you have the law. He is going to demonstrate how to live out the law, live your life obedient to the law with love being the Mm -hmm. guiding principle so i think that is the true meaning of the season that lawyers actually are a bunch of scumbags any thoughts on that take
1: (laughs) well i i mean i'm not going to disagree the the scriptures are wrought with the discussions about how lawyers have perverted the law and created power for themselves and pulled power away from the people and you know yeah there's always a good lawyer joke in the bible (laughs) That's why I always, you know, go to church and tell people to trust me. I'm a lawyer, and you know that one kills every <laughs> single time. Um, I got
0: to try that one. That's a good one. Trust me.
1: Oh yeah, I'm a when, lawyer. When I, yeah, when I'm <laughs> when I'm given opportunities to to speak in church, and you know, I always lay in with with some things about. Obviously, you want to trust the lawyer when we're talking about scriptural things. So <laughs> let me go. That's right. Um, it gets a good laugh. It gets a good chuckle. But you're right. Like, um. Lawyers did pervert a lot of the stuff in the gospel because it was easier to gain power that way. When people are overeducated versus the, the less educated few, then that's what they did. And Christ called them out on it, and they didn't like it. So they killed
0: them. Yes, the the, the the true meaning of all these laws and regulations is to show us how to love one another. And, when, and you can yep. use law in general – for, for bad, uh, I, mean, I almost, I almost oh, don't yeah. even care what the law is, I've seen you, it all you, time. and I don't, I'm not prepared now to give examples, but I almost challenge you, you find the law, and I can give you a scenario and how you can pervert that law to bring upon evil, lawyers understand that, we understand how the law works, and we go to court, and we argue certain things, because we know the law can be applied differently in different situations, so lawyers, more than any other group, should have gotten it back in Jesus' time, and realized yeah, maybe we are abusing the law. We're using the law to, to put people down, put people in their place, rather than using it as a way to love on other people, which I think is a real yeah. meaning for the season. I can't think of a better segue from that to go over to what the Colorado Supreme Court is trying to do right now, and that is try to lead our nation into a civil war thank you colorado i have no idea what's going on out there in the formerly great state
1: of colorado talk about over-exaggerations over here. It, it, it,
0: Chris, I don't understand what they're doing. Clickbait. I do not understand what they are doing. Let's just... Cut.
1: They're doing the same thing Greg Abbott's doing in Texas, right? They're passing a bunch of laws that are unconstitutional, so that way they could be pretending like they care about their state. All
0: right, so let,
1: That's all it is at the end. It's political posturing.
0: So I, I agree with that one. So why is a, a state Supreme Court, a judicial body, engaged in political posturing? Well, since we are a legal podcast, let's just unpack what this is all about. So, what the, In the 14th Amendment to our, our Constitution, which, by the way, if you are not a historian, let me just um, give you a little bit of a, of a review since it's been a couple of years since you've been in civics class. But when our Constitution was ratified, we had the Bill of Rights, which people associate with 10. That's right. 10 amendments when right. the first the Constitution. First,
1: the first set. Right. Yeah. So you
0: have the Constitution, and then you have amendments to the Constitution that either add additional rights or, or whatever, but when the Constitution was first ratified, you had a 10, and the Constitution could be amended from then on out, and that's why you have the 11th, 12th, 13th, and now we're going to talk about the 14th Amendment, and this was passed right after the Civil War. History matters here, right. and the reason why the 14th Amendment was passed, at least Section 3, was because there was a lot of problems with the Civil War. We actually had people who, who formed a new government, we and we had a civil war over 600,000 people yep, like, lost piracy. their lives it was the bloodiest battle in the nation of our, in our, the history of our nation and so in right. that context what the 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 government of the united states said was look if you were a part of the of that insurrection the civil war where you actually led a, a revolt against our government you can't hold yep. office in the United States government. That that makes sense. We all right. understand it. So let's read section three, which of uh, the 14th amendment. So it says, because Chris, there's two things I want us to focus on. Number one, does this apply to the president and what does it prohibit? So this is the section that we're talking about here with the Colorado amendment. It says this, no person shall be a Senator or representative in Congress or or elector of president and vice president, or or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial office of any state, there you go, to support the Constitution of the United States. So, those are who to whom this section applies. Chris, I will point this out. This section lists various specific offices. The office of the president was known at that time. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, we forgot about this little position of the office of the president of the United States. But it's not mentioned in this section. What do we take of that? Hmm. So it. it,
1: well, it says or hold any office.
0: I, I get that. Oh, but that's that. The,
1: under the United do States you think the, or under any state.
0: Do you think the position of president is going to be just some kind of throw in at the end? Oh, yeah, you know, the very high position here. We're just yeah. going to throw that in a general catch all. We're going to mention senators. We're going to mention House of Rep Congressmen. Right. But you know, and we're going to mention even the electors of the president. But when it comes to the president, we're just going to throw it in a little catch-all provision.
1: Does that, I, does that make sense to you as a I lawyer? Think this, this is, so this is where you and I, I think, are going to differ mightily. Because I don't think that the framers' intent should ever play into how we do laws today. I don't think that what they wrote down originally 200 years – because 200 years ago or 285 years ago, depending on how you're doing your math here, 240-something – Um, The president was an honorable person and wasn't a politician and wasn't um, a TV star or a dementia-filled old man. Like, just because the framers didn't – like the idea of privacy, which I believe is a constitutional right to privacy, the word privacy does not show up anywhere in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights. It does not. So – and so – I, Chris Marone, believe that privacy is a constitutional right protected by the Fourth Amendment. I I don't need the framers to explicitly list every single thing, teach every single person, every single office, every single everything, because to them, right, they didn't think or have the foresight that the president would be leading a rebellion against the United States. It didn't occur to them the same way that it didn't occur to them that, I don't know, women weren't property. Right, right. So the Constitution is a living, breathing document that is applied to modern times with modern problems. We cannot assume that the founders knew or had the foresight or the, the whatever, the telepathy to know that everything that's going to come up, The the you know if you look at the Internet, the Internet's not protected. Is the Internet free speech?
0: Is Good it, point. And you can't.
1: Because so, so, the – So, yeah, I think – I I get that.
0: You're you're saying the Constitution is a living and breathing document. Justice Breyer, that's how he viewed interpreting the Constitution. Mm -hmm. My preferred interpretation that I got from my um, constitutional law professor who clerked for two Supreme Court Mm -hmm. justices is – it's any stick to beat a dog. I don't care what stick it is. I want that dog beaten. I have no idea why I like dogs. Wow. But that—that's that, wow. that's actually.
1: That's not in the spirit of Christmas. That's actually
0: how I think God. most people view constitutional interpretation is I, I want a result. And so I'm going to use originalism. I'm going to use textualism. I'm going to use it, the living, breathing right. document to get at my objective, which is I want the dog beat. Chris, I don't know how that phrase even came to be. I like dogs maybe i should stop using that phrase but no i get your Probably. i get your point Fair. and that the living breathing document has been used by some when they want that particular stick because they want to, to beat that dog but here i think a, a, a valid argument could be made that you would not throw in the office of the presidency in a general catch-all provision that's that's the most important office in the united states not just some Throw it in. And I think number. that's
1: why they didn't include it. No. I don't think they ever thought that the president would ever create – would ever – Well, let's
0: focus on that. Create because it, a
1: rebellion against the United well, let's States. Let's
0: focus on that because they actually did a little bit. Um, they actually included or elector of president and vice president. So we know that you don't actually elect the, um, um, the, the, the president. Or the vice president. Right. You actually elect electors who then elect right. the president. And so that's really what you're doing. When you go to cast your ballot, you are actually voting for a right. slate of electors,
1: which is dumb. Right.
0: But that's what it is. So you don't want your electors yeah. to be people who have been over there in the um, uh you know the Confederacy engaged in, in the right. insurrection because you don't want them then to pick who is going to be the president, and they might pick Jefferson Davis. So the office of the presidency was explicitly thought about, contemplated, and left out and so i think there's a
1: because they didn't think the elected president would lead a rebellion
0: so let's right
1: it wasn't it wasn't it, like w- it wasn't a thing to let's that. get to
0: that point now so the so then what can you not do what is the disqualifying thing i i, I mentioned who is subject to section three now let's read what it is this person did all right so, so whatever any of these uh Officers we just mentioned shall have engaged right. in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Uh, but Congress may by a vote of two-thirds of each house remove such a disability. All right, so that's interesting. So if someone was right. removed, the Congress actually, by a vote of two-thirds, could put them back on. All right. So what it all comes Fair. down to this: what is and insurrection well i there actually is a code section in the united states code 18 usc section 2383 which really doesn't offer much guidance so what that says is whoever incites sets on foot assists or engages in a rebellion or insurrection no stop it who wrote this you can't define insurrection by saying don't engage in an insurrection i don't like that
1: uh also just a side note on this this code was written in 1948 constitution 13th Amend- or 14th amendment written in the late 1860s Yes. clarification written in 1948.
0: Right. So the, the point here is we don't really have a good solid definition of what is an insurrection. I Googled it generally and generally it's an organized and usually violent act of revolt or rebellion against an established government or governing authority. So, Chris, I think that's a fair general definition. But here's my point. It's it's a general definition. You, you can't find a constitutional provision that, dis, that decides it as this, that, or the other. But I think generally, most people will say, yeah, it, it's a. it has to be some kind of violent act. It has to be organized to overthrow the government. But just simply, if I got a bunch of people together and I went to the state capitol building and I said, hey, and we're all shouting and chanting, you know, um, you know, Kick out the bum or civilians or government, kick out the bum, kick out the bum, right? That's not insurrection. I have a First Amendment right to to say that. I am saying I want her this person removed from office. Um, that's not a violent act of revolt or rebellion against the state of Kansas. So what is an insurrection? I think the context here of the Civil War. Provides us the context that we need, and so here's where I'm getting at. This is going to be my first take. I don't think there's mm-hmm. any shot in heck that what the um, uh, Colorado did is going to be upheld.
1: I I think no, it's a federal claim. Like it, they don't get to. They don't get to do that. Yeah,
0: and I think that Congress, or I mean, um, I, I think Trump actually had a, a, a free speech right to say what he said. Let's go over actually what um. Uh, actually I'm, I'm going to pull up the, the act here. Um, I actually don't have it in front of me right now. Hold on one second.
1: I want to, I want to, while you're, while you're digging that up. So I went and looked up what insurrection meant or as it was defined by Noah Webster in 1828. When his first edition popped out. Okay. So insurrection is a rising against civil or political authority. The open and active opposition of a number of persons to the execution of a law in the city or state. It is equivalent to sedition, except that sedition expresses a less extensive rising of citizens. It differs from rebellion, for the latter is an express of revolt or an attempt to overthrow the government to establish a different one or to place the country under another jurisdiction. Okay. It differs from mutiny. As it respects the civil or political government government, whereas mutiny is an open opposition to the law in the army or the navy. Interesting. Insurrection, however, can be used with such latitude as to comprehend either sedition or rebellion. So
0: it is a general term, and the question is then what what meaning do we put to that general term? Well let's right. in the context we're looking at
1: the founder's intent. Right. right.
0: Right. So let's look at actually That's what the, the president said. President Trump said and so this is it. I'm reading now from the Colorado's opinion. This is what Colorado was concerned with that he said. All right. So Trump mm-hmm. is uh, is okay. there. Uh, 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 I believe on January Capitol 6th, grounds January 6th. He said we won in a landslide and we will never concede chris that's 100 percent fine okay. nothing wrong with that i i get his yep. point except for it's a lie uh yep. I, I believe it is to be a, a lie but i think that he could it depends on how you define one and what does he mean by we will never concede if he really did think that the other side engaged in some ir- irregularities for example they changed the way in which you could vote without going through the state legislatures that's a violation of the constitution the constitution says that any changes in how you Vote in a a federal election has to be done through the state legislatures, and so that that's a valid argument. I mean, I I I disagree with it. The courts disagree with Mm -hmm. it, but I understand where that argument Mm -hmm. comes from. All right, he did.
1: So there's a difference between understanding an argument and a valid argument. Yes, it's not a valid argument because the courts shot it down. But yeah, I can see where your logic is on that. You're just wrong. I
0: agree with you. Yeah, he he urged his supporters to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. 100% 100% fine. I get where he's coming from that. It's like, you know what? We need to stand mm. up and not allow for this to happen. And you've seen people also complain about wow. ballot, har- ballot harvesting over the last four years. We got to change the rules. Again, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I get where he's coming from.
1: And But you're missing the context in that because uh, surrounding the January 6th like, whatever you want to call it, meeting of the minds that they had, there, their rally or whatever, there had been so much rhetoric about making sure that Mike Pence stops the certification. We'll get to, we'll get to that. You know, if we're we we'll, we're going to take it by force if they're not going to do their job. We the people they rolled out gallows. Well, you- like now, you can't just take you, the, you threw in the, 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 the gallows, and you, you
0: threw in the gallows in uh, the by force. That's not what the Colorado Supreme no, no, Court said, and so what the Colorado no, Supreme Court not, said.
1: But you got to look at the full context. Well, but but, but the Colorado Supreme the Court the is
0: going to put forth their best case, so we're reading their best case. That's what they. they it's right here in their um, uh, paragraph eleven in their opinion, and it said this is also Didn't what Trump call, did. It's the
1: lawyer's best. Case. No, this is the
0: Colorado they Supreme were, Court's. They, they're they're they have a dog in this fight. They want to make sure their opinion is upheld. If it's if it's a valid argument that you can attribute to Trump, they would throw it in there. You, you know they would. And so what they then said was that Trump said, "Walk down to the Capitol and show strength." Okay, again, one hundred percent fully protected speech there. Yeah, walk down to the Capitol and show strength. And I, that if I, they did I not, disagree. and that if they did not fight like hell, they would not have a country anymore. Chris, in this context, no one had weapons. This was just simply a march that he was, let's go down there. And he said, peacefully, let's go down there and be peaceful. And let's let them know.
1: My gosh, man. Come on. Look, I know that we do this podcast so you and I can disagree and show the world that we could be disagreeable and still be friends. But this is this is reaching I am telling you what the Colorado Supreme own- Court said. This is this is their best and, argument right and there. Those words incited a insurrection, and that was the point. You can't say, "Hey guys, I want you to go down to the Capitol and take everything back by force," but do it peacefully. Well, let's, let's actually and go. It's protected speech. Let's, no. Let's, he, let's
0: focus now like, on the insurrection. It was clear. Let's focus then on it was that.
1: clear. Because you made, a, you made an
0: assumption that everyone has made. That I, I didn't make an That assumption. I disagree that what took place on the Capitol is an insurrection. This I have described before as a hillbilly convention. You don't take over the U.S. government with zero weapons. How is that even possible? In whose mind do they think the U.S. government is going to fall when you have a bunch of hillbillies without, with, with with spoons. All they had are spoons. Let's have overthrow
1: you, the U.S. Have government you not talk to a bunch Trump, of spoons. Have you not talked to a Trump supporter? They think Kennedy is still alive. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. They fully – yes, Trump fully takes advantage of the fact that his supporters are not on the deep end of the <sighs> intelligence pool. He fully – mobilizes these men but they had no weapons they just walked it doesn't matter if you look if i walk into a bank and i point my finger in my jacket and i say give me all your money that's still robbery but that's not taking over the u.s government
0: no one is taking over the u.s government with a finger gun all right that's not happening
1: then why were congress members running for their lives why were they afraid that
0: because they didn't know no, so I, I get you from still their take perspective. Over the, the US
1: government without weapons. No,
0: I get their perspective. They ran for cover, and I, I totally understand that that right. makes sense because they had no idea what was coming on. They would assume they had guns. And so it's completely stupid. But I'm saying they went there with no weapons, with a bunch of spoons. That's not to overthrow the US government. Everyone keeps saying Yes, it is. No, there's no way. There's not a shot yes. in the heck that's gonna overthrow the US government.
1: It, it doesn't matter if you can complete the act. It does not matter if a reasonable person Thinks that you're going to complete the act. These people went there with the specific intent to overthrow intent? the government. Wait, led no, by no, no, they're not. Led by the president of the United no, States. No, they're not that stupid. This is ridiculous. I let you. I let you. Yes, they I are. Yes, they are. And all of his followers are stupid for believing it. And the fact that we're making this argument is idiotic because you and I both watched it. We watched the president create to 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 engage in treasonous activities, and guess what? This is a consequence of his actions. Is it going to get turned over? Absolutely. Absolutely it's going to get turned over because it's Federalist issues. But Donald Trump incited an insurrection on the United States on January 6th. And he deserves all the punishment that comes with it. I get
0: that people were upset, but I think intent does matter because if you're going to go, if that you're going go to go to some place, all of their right, intent—it was not their intent. You don't go to overthrow a government yes. with no weapons. No one even would even begin to yes, think you do. that. No one. Yes, no. you
1: do. They thought they no literally that thought that they were going to be able to walk in and murder Nancy Pelosi. No,
0: no one is that stupid. No one even tried. Yes, they, and they just walked in there yes, and they, they walked are. out.
1: He was dressed as a shaman. Come on, you know what it looked like
0: It looks like if you said, hey, guys, go into Walmart, yeah, and you have like five a- minutes to get as much free stuff as you can, then come back out with your goods. That's what it looked like. A bunch of hillbillies going in there at a garage sale trying to pick up freebies. It was not an insurrection. Guess
1: what? Still an insurrection. I know
0: the media wants still, to call it an insurrection. No matter insurrection. how
1: much you want to downplay it, it is. It doesn't change. No, look, it's still an insurrection. Let's actually focus now. It's still an attack on democracy. Let's
0: actually overthrow on the attack the, on the attack on democracy um, that has been alleged out there, and that is what they wanted Pence to do. They wanted Pence. To not certify this this slate of electors from the various states, but to pick right. other slates of electors, this is something that 's been done before right. in nation 's history, and it is a it is a hail Mary of an argument, but th- I want to focus on this critical critical difference. This is not going in with weapons, trying to overthrow a government we 're going to okay. bomb you. this You're was stuck the, on this little now, thing. this was them wanting a politician.
1: To do a political act. That is no, it. They brought out the gallows and said, Pence, either you're going to do this or you're going to the gallows. Well, that
0: was stupid and wrong and, and inappropriate. But that's but not that, mentioned anywhere in here in the Colorado Supreme Court opinion. They didn't find it that impertinent oh, to what Trump did to actually mention that in the opinion.
1: Uh, he, I mean, how do you walk around life being this wrong all the time, Joel? <laughs> like, I just don't get it. So, like, I understand that you want to play devil's advocate at this point. No, but no, I'm
0: serious. I do not think this is the civil war. I, I think uh, people try to compare. Um, you know, people, go, a bunch of hillbillies going to the
1: people capital died at the event. Uh, by the way, who, who died? Uh, what was their name? Yeah, Ashley. A, a, one of the or persons like who
0: was going in there, a white person who was shot attacking the capital, who was shot down by a, a, a policeman. Is there,
1: because they were attacking the Capitol. You
0: know, I, 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 I'm not faulting them. I'm just saying it was one of the people that was shot by the, the cops. And then a couple days later, a couple of cops also died from heart attacks and from health issues uh, that some people tried to right. –
1: I'm, I'm not saying that. – I'm just saying she died when she was attacking right. the and Capitol. People say
0: that, all kinds of deaths. It's like, well, did you actually analyze who the deaths were? It was the, it was the cop I'm shooting She died. one of the ladies that was actually marching in.
1: And by marching in, you mean the one that was trying to breach the Capitol walls? Yes, through force. Not force was. Oh, she was breaking windows. They, That's. Force. I meant no weapons. The doors were no locked. Weapons.
0: They they, they broke.
1: It doesn't matter if there was a weapon or not, Joel. So my point is, they were trying to overpower people through force uh, and intimidate them with force to do their will. Which is against the Constitution and the rule of law. All right, so we we need to move. It was a rebellion.
0: We need to move on here. I they're, think we both made our our yeah. points. But so what do we think the Supreme Court is going to do here? Here is my point. Oh, they're going to toss it. And out. I think Absolutely. I made this toss well. I, I think I made this point that this is a political question. At the heart of this, this is a political question. Donald Trump is the leader right now in the race for becoming the next president. Sadly. As much as I do not want that to happen, I want Nikki Haley, and I think this. I think what Colorado is now doing is, is ensuring that Donald Trump, if he was just follow my advice, he will be our next president. And I can't stand that, but um, he, he is, um, I think what the Colorado Supreme court did kind of ensured that Trump will be the next president. Now I kind of forgot why I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that, Chris?
1: The, the Supreme Court's going to overturn Colorado because yes,
0: it's a political question. So he is the leader. Reasons. This is a tough issue. Is this, Uh, insurrection. Is this not insurrection? Does this apply to the president? Does this not apply to the president? And when you have four Democrats sitting on the Colorado Supreme Court trying to say, yep, we are going to take the opposition leader out, the person who's number one in the polling to be the next president, we're going to take him out on a close legal issue that is the antith- that is the epitome of what a political question is, and I think the Supreme Court will have none of that. And say no, the people need to decide this, and the court should not be stepping in between. So I do think the Supreme Court is going to overturn I... this, and I um. So
1: it- I think your same logic could apply to the U.S. Supreme Court. They're going to say the guy who appointed me shouldn't have to uh, receive such harsh political questions. So I'm going to go ahead and side on the guy who appointed me. Um... And go I there. really
0: hope this is a nine0 decision of the Supreme Court I, I really do hope I think this it, is,
1: it would hold more weight I think it there's
0: was. a possibility they actually rule nine-0 this is a political question and we need to allow this the voters to decide we're not going to step in I really hope Roberts is able to find some way that all nine are in agreement on this I don't know how this courts going to do it if they're going to say it doesn't apply to the president I don't think we'll get nine votes on that because I'm not even sure I believe it myself but I think it's a valid argument but they won't get nine as much uh as the issue of is this an insurrection again it's also a tough issue i can see it going either way i think the more important
1: is clarence thomas will say no yeah
0: I, I well i would say no it's not because
1: it's, his wife was there the uh right and,
0: and, and you don't overtake the government with spoons but hey i've already been over that point i i think or when your wife's doing I think it. you're gonna get to the at the end of the day is this a um uh, a political question i think this is, this is the epitome of a political question and by the way you listeners that's what the court w- does not like to decide if this is truly a political issue let the people decide and that's really what is at i think at stake here at the heart of this does the american people want donald trump to be the next president well you know what vote come next november and then you decide that issue the courts should not be deciding that issue
1: or call me crazy republicans everywhere could gather together and not vote for Donald Trump
0: during the primaries. I would love that.
1: But yeah. Chris. I mean, call me, call me crazy. You don't want Donald Trump to be your president. The Democrats can't help you until November.
0: Here's my, um, my take on that, which I get I hate this is my advice to Donald Trump. If you want it, send me five bucks for it for, for legal consultation, whatever. <laughs> uh, if you want to become the next president of the United States, here's a surefire way to do this just do not debate. Stay off the debate stage. If you stay yeah. off the debate, look how well you've done in the polls. You are leading not only the Republican polls, the national polls, because every storyline out there cuts your way. The only way you ruin it is by opening up your mouth in a debate. So don't do that. Stay off the debate stage and you'll be the next president. And um, I, I I hate to say that because I, I really do believe it. And I think that's actually, that's going to what That's I don't know. Do you think that's what is going to happen? Or will Trump's ego force him to take the debate stage? It will force him to take the debate
1: stage. He wants it. He absolutely... I mean, it, he is nothing if a camera whore, man. He, he loves to be in front of the camera. Um, I think he won't take it while some of these gag orders are still in place because he likes to skirt the gag order. But I don't think he could help himself at a full-on debate where everybody gets to punch at him and he can't say anything. I know. I I, I do agree
0: that's where it's going, and I I, I don't know if Biden can debate, but I'm telling you, Biden needs to debate Trump because Biden, you know what's going to happen. Trump is going to interrupt you and not allow you to talk, so the fact that you can't put two sentences together is irrelevant. You won't be given that opportunity because Trump will interrupt on you, Uh, and
1: so uh, if I were the Democrat— And
0: sound dumb.
1: And absolutely— he will. They will both sound dumb up there. It will be— Right. It will be a— What is it? The— the debate at the retirement home, <laughs> where it's just like the old guy from World War II and the other guy from Biden's know, not going to say whatever. Dumb. Just Sco- screaming, Biden's
0: going to have a scripted thing, and so he'll be able to give a scripted thing and by himself. Be- and then once it comes time to actually go back and forth, Trump is going to be seen as a bully, and then it's going to be just egg on Trump's face, and that's how he's going to lose this election. But if he just stayed off the debate stage, I think he'll be our next president.
1: We'll see. All right.
0: Hey, let's get now to the the probably the bigger issue of the day, and that is that Nebraska is back oh, on yeah. top. How Oh my gosh how long it, Happy Day. How long has it been since we've actually had a Go. good uh recruit in Nebraska or, or a winning season? I mean it's been a
1: long time. I the minute that I saw that pop over, like when I saw it on my feed, I was like, I gotta text Joel. I gotta text Joel right now. Oh my goodness. So the Just, if you, if you, Yeah, I mean
0: If you're not following, introduce it. This is your moment. If you're not following, what's going on? So Nebraska, I've been telling my boys, uh, has been a great football program, Uh, and I realize that they haven't won a conference title. I don't believe during my son's lifetime, which is now almost a quarter century, it it has been seven years since they've been in a bowl game. That is a longer drought than any other Power Five program. Uh, And so Nebraska, right now, they're they're beneath KU. They're they're beneath Rutgers. They're beneath whatever school you want to mention. They're beneath them right now. That's how low Nebraska has dropped. Well, one of the things we do have going our way is we have heritage and we have history. Because back in the day, we actually had a good program. We won three national titles in the 1990s. And, Chris, this is the beauty. Those players – had kids, and, and so one of their kids was Dylan Raiola, and he was a son of a um a Husker great Raiola, who who was an All American, went on to play, I believe, what fifteen or so years in the NFL, a great career. Sure his did. son Dylan Raiola was the number one recruit a few years ago out of high school, and depending upon your ranking, your your ranking source, he's either ranked as the number one recruit now or the number eight recruit somewhere in there. A, He's the number one quarterback, and he's a very, very good player. And he said he was going to go to Ohio State University to play football. He He then said, nope, I changed my mind. I want to go to Georgia. I was all bummed. But I get why he didn't come to Nebraska, because Nebraska was a program in disrepair. They were floundering. Why waste your talent to go to Nebraska? Well, so he committed to Georgia. This last year, Nebraska hired Matt Rule as their coach, and all of a sudden now, Nebraska has shown great promise. Uh, Matt Rule seems to be doing the right things. Our defense was competitive. In fact, if you watch Nebraska closely this year, the reason why we're not going to a bowl game and we did not win probably four more games than what we did, I think we ended up five and seven, was because of our quarterbacks fumbling and interception problem. You almost could... Chris, I hate to lay the blame on the foot of one person, but it actually isn't one person because there are three different quarterbacks. So, But I'm telling you, as a Nebraska fan, I can't even begin to tell you how stupid these interceptions were. It's almost as if the quarterback was on the take. He threw the ball directly yeah. to the, the the opponent. A lot of these interceptions and fumbles were just mind-numbingly stupid. And so I think I think um, Dylan Rayola saw that. Thought I can make the difference there at Nebraska. So Chris, let me just throw this by you. What would you do if you were Dylan Rayola? Would you go to Georgia, who has won two the last two national championships, probably going to win another one? Next year, maybe even this year, because who knows how corrupt these voters are. They might just vote the SEC team in as a top, even though they they lose. Who knows what they're going to do. But would you go to Georgia when you're just one of many great quarterbacks? Or would you go to Nebraska where if they even make a bowl game next year? this guy is never going to have to buy his own drink the rest of his life. He is going to be revered as a God there in Nebraska. Uh, I don't know. I can see it going both ways because I also see there's a lot of pressure with him going to the University of Nebraska. Any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, he's going to be the man in Nebraska. He's already the man. He's 18 years old. He's the man in Nebraska. Probably the highest paid person in Nebraska. (laughs) Right, probably. Um, It's going to be kind of rough because – Georgia knows how to deal with, and this is not a slide. I don't want this to come out as a slide on Nebraska, but Nebraska hasn't had a bunch of five star recruits lately. I don't any. They've had, right? Can you tell you the last time we had um, a five star recruit? Right, and so I don't want to say anything, but Matt and, I, and I'm throwing a lot of like love towards towards rule because I think he'll be able to develop the program. Now, I think this is the first piece of many like transfer portal is going to open. I think this is really going to develop into something great for Nebraska, but this is a, this is a gamble for Dylan. This is a huge gamble for Iola, you know, at Georgia. I mean, he's almost guaranteed to get expert tutelage, to be able to be on a, on a winning team because of the sec favoritism, um, except this year when they lost to, you know, Alabama once. And then all of a sudden they're out of the playoffs. Um, but I think that he would have a easier path to the NFL if he went to Georgia. Yes. I think that going to Nebraska, he's going to be able to show what he's made of and have a – a more developed path into a longevity of a And I career. think
0: pressure, not all pressure is the same. The pressure at Georgia would be almost right. a productive pressure. It would be pressure from the other quarterbacks, and he had to beat them out right. to be the starter because he's not the only five-star recruit in that quarterback room. I mean, they probably would have several upperclassmen five-star recruits, and then maybe a couple other right. freshmen along with him. It's so all vying. So yep. that kind of competition sharpens you. It makes you better. The pressure at Nebraska, he's gonna be the stud in the room. So it's not gonna be pressure from other yeah. quarterbacks pushing him to be better. Pressure It'll be pressure from the entire state and governor and grandmas saying, please yep. just give I mean that's a different kind of pressure. And some people wilt under that pressure because now they throw one interception. Okay, it's okay. That's one. Well, now it's two, now it's three. Is so wait a second, that's what Sims did last yeah. year. You know, now are you a loser like Scott Frost was? And Nebraska actually has had a very recent situation where they brought back a favored son, Scott Frost, to to save the day. He did not save the day. Instead, as local people say, he got a little lazy, uh, stopped working that hard, and just collected a paycheck. Um, Will that happen here? I, I sure hope not, but I do know it's a different kind of pressure than the pressure he would have faced at Georgia. But you know what? It is The sun yeah. is shining brightly there in the sand hills of Nebraska, and uh, we very well might go to a bowl game next year, CFP, by year two. You heard yeah. it
1: here. That would be amazing.
0: Tenth. I, I want to say first, but I know everyone else in Nebraska is saying <laughs> the same thing. All right. Hey, let's move on now to the NFL because we are nearing the NFL season, and I am not prepared to make my picks for next week. I've been so busy doing CLEs, but I noticed there are a couple interesting storylines I wanted to make sure we touched base on before uh, now that it's the end of of the season. Chris, the first thing I want to tell you, and I'm not really talking to you, Chris, as much as I'm talking to the people that listen to us, because I know you would not do this. Don't give up on Kansas City. Never. I think – Kansas Never. city right now Never. is poised for a tremendous takeoff. Now I know sometimes I see through rose colored glasses, but I'm serious. I've seen this yeah. before where you have a team that has struggled. That struggle makes you sharper. It makes you more tight as a group. You went through the struggles and, and just in time for the postseason, you catch a break, and I think that is the position mm-hmm. that Kansas City is in right now. They they have some struggles. They've had receivers drop the passes. They brought in a new receiver this week and a new tight end. I think just to send the message yep. to the other receivers that if you don't catch the ball, you're out. We're, we're done now. This is the end of the season. Right. By the way, this is not without precedent. We had a. Um, a running back a few years ago, whose name escapes me right there. The the Chiefs, he had a fumble problem, and it was nearing the end of the year, and he was a great running back from Philadelphia. But he couldn't hold on to the ball. Next thing you know, he was out of the rotation and wasn't even there for the Super Bowl. So uh, Andy Reid is not afraid to pull it here at the end of the year if you can't learn to do simple things like catch the football. So don't give up on Kansas City. We are ready to make (laughs) that run.
1: Well, and look at their division, right? AFC West right now. You have the Chargers and the Raiders, we can stop talking. The Broncos are kind of making a little bit of a, a little bit of a hay, but they, you know, the Broncos have to win every game and the Chiefs have to lose the rest of their season for them to take over the AFC West. So, I definitely think the Chiefs are going to be in the playoffs. But this is going to be the first test of Patrick Mahomes being on the road for his playoff Could games. Be. He's never had to do this before. Right. And so, well, I mean, unless No, because the the, well, a couple um, of years ago, the Ravens have already clinched. Now, if the Dolphins clinch, then the Chiefs are definitely on the road. The,
0: the Ravens haven't clinched yet. Um, the they have to win. If they lose their next two games, and by the way, who do the Ravens play over the end of the, the end of the year? They play the Forty Nine ers next, and then the Dolphins, and Big, then the Steelers. So the There's two things I want to throw by you here. One is if they they lose two of of those games, which I don't think they will, I think they will lose to the 49ers. They will not lose to the Dolphins or the Steelers. So
1: see, I think they're going to beat the Niners. That's that's because you're a Niners fan. I think. Well, yeah, I'm always afraid that we're going to snap a, a winning streak, but man, yeah, the Ra- I also think that's the Super Bowl preview. But let's assume Just the Ravens out.
0: had the number one spot, which has happened, I think, three years ago or so. The Ravens actually had the number one yeah, spot. Yeah. They then lost the first week of the playoffs. So the Chiefs still had home field throughout, oh, even probably. though they were the oh, yeah. two seed because the one seed lost the first week. If you that's win true. your division, you are guaranteed your first game is at home. So the Chiefs are going to win their division. The first game is going to be at home. Right. If they get the three seed, well, then they're probably going to play the two seed first week again unless that two seed loses the first round so the chiefs still have a shot of playing every playoff game at home it's just going to depend upon what the teams in front of them do uh, right. i do think the chiefs will probably again don't give up on the chiefs Shit, i actually think we're going to be a better road team in the playoffs than a home team because you're a little bit more focused on the road and i think that actually will help them out but do not it is way too early to give up on the chiefs i agree secondly watch out for Cincinnati. I, the rest of this year, we are going to find out is Joe Burrow overrated. We assumed yeah. when Joe Burrow went down, Cincinnati was done for. Right. All they've done is I think they won all, almost all the games, but one since then, they've looked like a much better team and they got played Kansas city. Now I can't say I chalked it up as a win and now I'm not so sure, but watch out for Cincinnati. And what do you think is Joe Burrow overrated? Why is it that Cincinnati is playing better
1: now that burrow is out it's weird i think it's because i don't know are they hungry are they tired are they like they have nothing to lose right i think you were right that people thought this was going to be a throwaway season so they're just like eff it let's try some things but yeah cincinnati's still in the hunt and with you know with the browns you know in that division at nine and five the browns are actually doing with flat with uh Falco, Flacco, Flacco, Falco, whatever. Joe Fl- Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco. Um, I mean, they're surprising people as well too. The they Browns thought when Deshaun right Watson there. went out, they're going to be like, oh well, the, their season's done. But, but here we are.
0: Which is interesting. Are you telling me now you mentioned the Browns and you mentioned the um, uh, Cincinnati? They both lose their quarterback, but yet they are right. just as strong as they were before. Hey, CFP organizers, did, did you hear that? <laughs> just because the star quarterback at FSU went down doesn't mean they don't deserve to be in the CFP. Like, uh, I'm not going go to go uh, back to that argument. That'll just make me all mad. And we got to wrap this up. All right, lastly, Chris, here, I want to give you the final word. In the NFC now we have 49ers, Cowboys, Lions and Eagles. In the AFC you have the Ravens, you have Kansas City, you have, you know, a myriad of teams there. Um, who are you, who is is it not too late or early in the season for us to make our Super Bowl picks?
1: I'm telling it's it's San Francisco Baltimore. That's what we're doing.
0: That's who you're going to take.
1: This is what we're doing. San Francisco Baltimore and it's going right. to be it's going to be tough.
0: I, I have to agree on the San Francisco, but I'm going to go with the you. Chiefs. I cannot go against of the Chiefs. Yeah, you can't. So you can't. Uh, we are. We are in agreement. With the same friend will be there. Uh, but you think this is going to be Baltimore's year, which would be very, very interesting, considering that they just signed their quarterback this last year. And some people right. think that he dogged it the previous two years. So might they have That's more gonna be the Super conversation. Bowls if they do win this year? They Maybe yeah. they should have signed that deal a couple years before. But I don't think it's actually going to come to fruition because there's no, no. way they're beating my Kansas City Chiefs. All
1: Not right, at all. We're, hey. we're keeping the faith on that one.
0: Hey, Chris, have a great week. Merry Christmas, and um, we will talk to you after the break. Merry Christmas, everyone.
1: multiplicity marketing for our technical and computer support.